Hi, John. How's it going? And sorry to Alex for that overly long uh, bit before you synced up. Uh, what, what's what's up? What's going on? Not a lot. It's a, it's a uh, it's another episode of a Homestuck podcast. Here we are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another episode. Uh, we talk about our boring lives and then uh, our exciting book we're reading. Um, yeah, not really a, a whole ton going on with me. Um, there was a big Yu-Gi-Oh! regional in Philly yesterday, uh, that I went to, so that was fun. Um, did not do that well in the event, uh, but I, I bought some cool, like, retro cards, and I got to hang out with people all day, so that was a lot of fun. Um, other than that, uh, have just kind of been chilling at home all week. Uh, not, not a ton going on. Cool, cool. This week's kind of been big for me. I've had a lot go on this week. Yeah. Uh, the the latest thing that happened uh, day before yesterday, I got I got my first haircut since December of 2019. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, my hair was approaching my ass, and as the the closer to the, my ass it became, the more hard to deal with it became. I started getting like knots in my hair. Which is never really something I've ever had to deal with, and it was really annoying. Yeah, it's an unpleasant experience. Uh, and plus, uh, the fact that I was like not even like getting it like tr- like trimmed or anything. Like I had a lot of a lot of, a lot of shedding of going on. Yeah, yeah, I my my grandma was like, if if you cause our vacuum cleaner to start smoking one more time you're you're going bald and i was like okay i'll i'll, I'll i will tame the hair my uh, god but but i told my grandma I, I i told her that the next time i cut my hair i'm gonna dye it for the first time which i did i uh i now have black hair and goth goth john it's, arc it's it's incoming you never know you never know <laughs> uh it's 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 an interesting experience. As as I said, it's first time dyeing my hair. I I'm so used to looking in the mirror and seeing d- d- dirty blonde John. Uh, mm-hmm. It's interesting, uh, but I like it. Uh, and a lot of other people have told me that they like it. Uh, so I'm 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 considering that a good decision. Yeah, I I, I saw your photos on Twitter. I gotta say, it's a, it's a look. I'm a fan. Hell yeah. Uh, other big thing that happened this week, uh, I announced relationship with my girlfriend. Uh, Congratulations. Very big. Uh, crowd goes wild. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much the two big things that happened this week. <laughs> big big chilling. Good, 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 good stuff happening in the genre. Good to hear. Happy for you, dude. Woo! Um, Woo! Yeah, I... I uh, do you want to do you want to just talk about the epilogues? Because we, we we talked about the end of meat, and there's like a lot here. We we can talk about the epilogues. It's been a, it's been a hot minute since we've recorded. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I, I I'm ready to to jump on in because we we it's end of meat, end of meat, Vangelion. Yeah, uh, I guess I apologize everyone for the late episode. Um, I know that uh we, we like had like a buffer setup. We had like uh episode in, in advance. Um, but there. Unforeseen circumstances in the past week, uh, we had uh, multiple dates that we set up, like, all right, we're going to sit down and record the episode, and something happened, change of plans, uh, just, nothing was coming together, Um, so sorry, this one's going to be late, Um, Candy, uh, 
coming next up. Uh, we'll get we'll get we'll get we'll get that to you on time. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna take a week off after we finish after this one, um, and then we're gonna come back with candy. So that's a uh, business out of the way. Um, and with that, uh, we covered epilogues six through eight, the end of me, and a lot goes on in these chapters. So uh, why don't we get into it? Let's go. All right. So, um. If we'll recall, uh, at the end of the last reading, uh, Dirk knocked out the jade possessed by Calliope and has resumed control of the narrative. Um, we're back in Dirk Town, baby. It's it's meat time. Woo! Oh, boy. And speaking of, uh, Epilogue 6 opens uh, on John and Terezi uh, in a in a post-coital situation where John is uh, kind of falling apart. John is not doing great. Um... He is uh, shaken and confused uh, about uh, Terezi's feelings towards him, his feelings towards Terezi, uh, dying, um, just not, generally not in a great place. Um, but he is, uh, above all, uh, completely enamored with Terezi uh, in his last, it, it, while he's on his last legs. Um, Terezi uh, opens up and announces that she's given up on her search for Vriska, uh, and Dirk describes it as is it um the same way as someone uh announcing like they've lost their faith in God. Damn. Um yeah, th- th- there we go. Um being being Terezi is suffering. Yeah. Um yeah. John uh it, John uh blacks out um and when he wakes up, uh, Terezi's very worried, uh shaking him, looking over him. Um, and he uses the last of his strength, uh, to bring them back to Earthsea, um, at her encouragement. And, uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's where we are. Um. Damn, what a, what a low note to start on. Surely it'll go, get better from here. Yeah, uh, things are not looking great for our hero, um, I'll admit. Um, I don't, uh, I don't know if I have any, like, specific things I want to call out, um, in this. Uh, it is, it, 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 it's not, it's pretty obvious where it's going. It's not looking good. Uh, Dirk says the word cocked. We can add that to the list of things I, I didn't expect to be said in Homestuck. Dirk has said incel. He has said cucked. Yeah, we're 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 working in a very modernized vocabulary. You gotta say. <laughs> Maybe they'll say based in in candy. Who knows? Oh my god! Please tell me that happens. Don't, actually, don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> All right. So we leave off there. Um, and we join on the climax of the uh, Carcat Vantis political camp uh, presidential campaign. Um. It is the the crucial event where Jake is to announce his endorsement of his of the candidate. Um, we open this chapter uh, with Dirk uh, doing a little bit of uh, waxing poetic about Jake's primal fuckability um, as he makes his way onto the stage. Um, the way that Dirk uh, objectifies Jake um, really comes into focus in this reading. Yeah, uh, in the end, the end of meet, I think it's a very. Uh, crucial 
aspect of of what this story is trying to convey um or at least like it's very it's very important to to understanding dirk's character i think yeah um because boy oh boy there is a lot of it and it is most certainly not very welcome uh generally speaking uh so let's see uh as uh jake makes his way up onto the stage um and begins to give his speech um dirk uh begins to weave his influence back into the story um and reassert control over jake um he starts uh kind of subtly just in the narration like you know he's sweating he's feeling nervous and he quickly ratchets it up um between uh just straight up personal attacks uh gaslighting jake about uh, what happened with jane um and accusing him of asking for it and his whole uh act just being a self-defense mechanism so he doesn't have to be held accountable for being the worst person ever uh as as dirk would have him believe basically um this causes jake to have a complete uh mental break uh he has a meltdown on stage he proclaims his love of dirk and then uh gets back on his feet and uh announces his endorsement of jane uh for president but before we can see the rest of the scene play out dirk uh spirits us away uh because christ what are we masochists why we want to watch this whole thing damn this is quite a this is this is quite a chapter poor jake poor fucking jake oh my lord um yeah this uh this can be filed under the the category of chapters in me that are just dirk being awful yeah um the whole the the entirety of page 211 uh just like dirk gaslighting jake like you know uh try to feel bad about uh how uh, how readily he would have uh had sex with jane um which is a mistake he's made, uh, how awful he is for taking advantage of everybody for knowing that, uh, they find him attractive and it's like a shield. Like, it's just really all terrible. Yeah. Um, <sighs> man, it's, it is a, it is really a shame. I think that most of the Jake that we get in this story is like, a. a, a uh, he's at a really tragic point in his life that's basically been destroyed by Dirk and he doesn't really get much agency to be an entertaining fun character. Yeah. Um, just not a criticism of not a criticism, like I don't think it's necessary, but like man, it is, it is rough stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, what wh- what do you think of, um, what do you think of the Dirk, the Dirk hour? Um, uh, as you said, it's a, it's another step in the, in the adventure of Dirk being bad now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. At some points it feels like he's going overboard. Like, I don't know. This, this whole, uh, chapter starts to make it feel like Jake is just kind of existing to be like, used and punished and it's yeah it's very unfortunate yeah um the dirks i i like that you bring up um that he's definitely going overboard 
or like that you got that impression because I feel like that's definitely true. Um, uh, especially like it, it, it intensifies a lot in the later chapter where they go to get the space where he goes to get the spaceship. Yeah. Um, the Dirk's like veneer of like hyper rationality. Um, like I, I want to compare this to like like Ben Shapiro, where like. <laughs> His whole shtick is being, like, the rational, smart guy. But if you, yeah. like, watch any of his show, it's, like, he's just the most emotional, angry guy screaming into the camera. He just talks like, fast. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is, like, Dirk is, like, Dirk's whole gimmick, or, like, he, he likes, likes to think of himself as being, like, this hyper-rational guy who understands everything better than everybody else. Um, But he's just, like molding about his ex-boyfriend yeah uh and like including us like just showing us how he feels about him um and it's really uncomfortable like as a bystander to to like watch it like to 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 watch uh him do this yeah yeah it's pretty fun yeah all right um yeah, and and it's all kind of like I think that the the last line of this uh being like or like the last uh little paragraph um being like Dirk pulling us way before uh we can see the the actions that would follow um like I kind of interpret that as Dirk like not being self conscious that what he's subjected us to already in this chapter is like a, a million times worse than um. Just an account of what would happen after that. Uh, I guess you could read that as humor also, but it, it, to me, it, I, I like it. I like to read it as, like, Dirk does not understand uh, that he's coming across as a, a lunatic. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Um, we go back uh, to... Uh, we, we come back to Terezi and John um, for uh, the last time. Um, John is dying. This is the chapter that John dies. Pain. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's there's no saving him. Um, Chair Venom does not fuck around, as we are discovering. Uh, as Dirk puts it, this was the inev- this was the inevitable outcome of the meat decision from date from uh, page one. This has been the only way this could end. Um. John, uh, lies, um, well, yeah, he lies down as he dies. I guess that's not much of a surprise. Um, Terzi, uh, sits with him, uh, as he rambles, um, and, uh, he struggles come with a good, uh, set of last words. Um, Terzi promises John that she will watch every shitty B-movie, um, that he would have ever liked and can come up with the perfect, uh, the perfectly dorky last words for John Egbert. And John is touched by this so much that he uh, tries to get out a love confession before he dies and is unsuccessful. Terezi sits there uh, and listens to the life drain out of him, um, gets up uh, at Dirk's suggestion. She capture logs his body and starts walking away. And, uh, that is, that's what happens. John, John dies. Sad. I, I, 
you know, like, I, I don't, I, this was like the only way this could go, or like, it was pretty clear. Yeah, it, yeah, from, from, from the beginning, like the way everybody acted about John's quest, uh, it seems like people knew that John was not going to make it. Uh, at least Rose did. Yeah. Rose and Calliope did. Or maybe Roxy too. Maybe. Roxy doesn't seem to. Maybe I missed this, but Roxy doesn't really seem to acknowledge that in this reading. But um, yeah, yeah. The Rose most certainly knew that she was sending John on a suicide mission. Yeah, I think. Um. Yeah, like I, I knew that it was not going to end anywhere good. It's, it's after you spend like two or three chapters with John, and it just keeps calling attention every time to like he's, he's less lucid, like he's not, his vision is getting darker. Like it's, it's pretty clear that it's going bad places. Um, but I did not expect, I did not expect John to die in epilogue six out of eight. I'm, I thought that would be the, the like the climax of the story, and not just a thing that happens it's like shocking how casually like it happens while the narration is juggling like three or like a couple other uh plot points yeah um, well that's because would, that's because the story's not be about like john <laughs> yeah yeah i i guess that's really that's uh, yeah that's the truth yeah this um, is this is very much dirk's story like dirk says that john just needed to Fill in a gap in canon. Yeah. Uh, Dirk also says some other interesting stuff. Like how Lord English's poison is antithetical to relevance. Uh, I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, also um, also that Dirk describes himself as cherub level now. Uh, which I think has some interesting implications about cherubs. Yeah, and maybe some interesting implications about where Dirk is at after we've discussed how uh, Arqueus is like a vital part of Lord English. Yeah. Yeah, that's um an interesting bit of Dirk egotism there, I suppose. Yeah. I feel so fucking bad for Terezi. Yeah. <laughs> Especially <laughs> since she she just gave up on Friska. She, yeah, she she makes it somewhere where she could maybe have a life, and the John just dies. I mean, she has been to Earth. Like, she's not. This is not her first time on Earth. See, like, she knows people. Yeah, like, like she was there, but she then chose she left. To, yeah, but like she chose to leave these people behind, and then the reason that she would come back immediately just died in her like, not in her arms, but died in front of her. Like, yeah. The fuck is she gonna do? Um, it uh, and then I think that the way that uh, it starts talking about like Terezi coping with it or her response to it is interesting. Um, with like, where is it? Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Terezi's a practical girl, after all. She digs the wall out of her blood-stained pants and captures the corpse. She holds it close to her heart, like a secret. Like John's stupid last words, confession whispered for her and no one else. Like, kind of weird to take the body and then, like, hoard it to you. Like, 
strange behavior. I mean, Dirk kind of does tell her to take the body. Yeah. Um, but, um, like, the way that, like, she's, like, uh, secretive about it, yeah. um, bothers me. Yeah. Who knows? And there's, yeah. There's, there's, there's some other dialogue, there's, like, some other narration later on, um, that also kind of into this. There's, like, some, uh, line of few chapter with, like, of her, like, looking at the body anytime she wants. Uh, it's, 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 it's a little strange. Um... Uh, let's 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 bring into the next chapter because we're, we're following the the Teresi uh Teresi storyline. Um, so yeah, uh, we skip ahead a few weeks. Um, it has been now a month uh since Jade was knocked out and there was that disastrous uh little uh rally. Um, Jane remains comatose. Um, John is still absent. Uh, dramatically, ironically. Um, Kanaya has been running in, uh, Dirk-contrived, uh, circles for weeks, uh, to keep her off the trail. Um, and, uh, Jean has swept the election, to nobody's surprise, uh, according to Dirk. Um, and, uh, we, we come back to Terezi, uh, walking through this, through somewhere, through a city on Earthsea, um... Uh, and she runs into Roxy. Um, lost my, lost my notes. Uh, so Terezi runs into an unambiguously, uh, masculine Roxy at this point. Um, as Dirk somewhat sarcastically, uh, comments on, uh, Roxy's gender presentation. Um, what is it? Uh, has gone beyond stage 10 of gender uh the super saiyan 2 of gender uh roxy has has trans his gender fully um so Teresi runs into roxy uh inquires about uh calliope um who has apparently been shut in doing weird cherub stuff uh this whole time um through this whole conversation uh there is some really uh not even passive aggressive just like passive I guess kind of like like passive ignorant transphobia from Dirk uh, refusing to properly gender Roxy. Yeah. Um. Continuing Dirk's like lazy transphobia arc. Um. Let's see. Uh, Roxy asks Terezi about John, uh, who Terezi denies having seen. Um, gets very guilty about it. Uh, like I was saying, kind of kind of weird. Um. Terezi denies having seen John, um, and, uh, breaks off in the conversation, um, and Dirk starts needling her, uh, narratively. Um, he proposes that she join him, uh, he promises, uh, that he can provide her somewhere that she belongs, uh, as she, as it's implied that she's, like, undergoing the ultimate self-realization process. Um, and he promises, or he hints at, uh, that he could potentially extend John's story. Um, which I think is an interesting little piece of, uh, it, it just, like, earlier Dirk said, um, like, the, the chair boy is antithetical to existence, like, this is John, 
leaving the story. Um, so this just strikes me as like Dirk just lying, like conjuring himself to just lying to Terezi to try to manipulate her. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, and he kind of like slow like like quietly exits um leaving terezi with some doubts and ideas of what to do next uh yeah um they're getting to terezi uh what what do we think about this i'm worried about her i'm worried about her too (laughs) (laughs) uh i think i think this chapter is kind of interesting uh with with how dirk reacts to 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 being told that uh roxy's a guy now uh yeah uh it 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 reminds me of how caliborn was like weirdly into masculinity uh and it to me it 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 again calls into question the the amount of lord english and dirt cross contamination uh i I uh, to me like uh what I, I I suppose that's an interesting uh that's a, that's a that's a way to look at it um kind of like how I saw that was like Dirk kind of doing like an overcorrective um uh trying to be like cool about being called out on his bullshit like trying trying to recover from being called out on uh transphobia I don't I feel like at this point Dirk wouldn't really do that. <laughs> I, I guess that's a valid point. I, I, I think if he if he overcorrected, he would have, like, called... I, I, I don't know. I don't think he would overcorrect. I think if he had, like, an issue with it at this point, Dirk would be like, shut up, you fucking SJW. I don't know. It, <laughs> to, yeah, to me, it means, reads more like questionable enthusiasm around masculinity. Yeah, yeah. Um, like a it it's it's like aggressive. Yeah, um, aggressive acceptance. Uh, yeah. Like I I guess it like it, it, is Dirk just doing like trans inclusive radical misogyny? I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm like split with like I guess it's it's either, it's either that um or like uh he's just. Yeah, I guess that when you when you say it like that, like it does not seem very in character for Dirk to be like, "Whoa, no, guys! I gotta let everyone know how cool I am with trans people." Like, I feel like if he wanted to be an asshole, he would just be an asshole about it. Yeah. Um, it very uh, there's there's something very funny to me about like bringing like, um, the there's not really a ton of like context established for like why Dirk would be transphobic. Um, like, we don't really have, like, this has not really ever been, uh, part of the setting establishment. Like, what, uh, what cultural norms influenced Dirk growing up on, on, uh, the Alpha Earth, uh, to inform his opinion of, uh, whether trans people are, like, weird or not. Yeah. Um... So it feels like there's like a lot of we have to do a lot of like filling in the gaps to uh, interpret like Dirk being uh, Dirk's casual transphobia towards Roxy. I feel like it's very open ended. Yeah. Okay. Um. 
Yeah. Uh, and Terezi, uh, kind of falling under Dirk's influence. Yeah, not good. Um, any other thoughts on that before we, uh, move on? Nah. Okay. Um, alright, uh, who knows where Terezi's going. Okay. Uh, 37. Um, we go back to, uh, the man himself, uh, Dirk. Um, Dirk, uh, is at Rose's apartment with her in tow, um, picking some stuff up, uh, some amongst, from her belongings. Um, Rose, uh, in a borderline catatonic state, uh, asks about Kanaya, uh, who is at this present moment, uh, storming a couple blocks away towards the apartment, uh, just after wrangling her last Dirk, uh, adventure. Dirk contrived adventure. Um... Dirk takes this opportunity to narratively gaslight uh, <laughs> Kanaya into quote unquote respecting Rose's quote unquote choice to quote unquote uh, leave her for Dirk. Um, Insane. <laughs> Unfucking believable. Um. Just poor Kanaya, poor Kanaya. Uh, another Dirk is a scumbag moment for sure. Um, and then uh, on the way out of the chapter, uh, on and on his way out of the apartment, uh, Dirk does not even. Uh, it is Dirk casually forgets to even uh grab the bag with Rose's belongings in it. Um, and before uh he before and before he sounds up his conversation with Kanaya, uh, he directs her to an antidote. Uh, he's going to leave in the apartment um, that will uh, wake Jade up from her coma. Um, this is somewhat suspect, but we know that it's the honest truth. So, in- in- interesting, interesting detail. Um, yeah, uh, another uh, yet another one on the pile of just Dirk is the worst person in every direct interaction he has with another character. Yeah. The the, um, the the phrase narratively gaslighting was really funny to me. It's it's what goes on. Yeah, like, it is. There's this whole like I think that this is a really this is like the use of like the homestuck second person narration that like it was always uh like this is such a cool uh use of it that we just haven't seen much of yeah. um in a serious setting. Like uh Dirk is talking to uh Kanaya, um, the character, as we listen in, and he's like, um, just lying to her about like what's going on and like shaping rea- like her reality for her to doubt herself and be like, Man, I can't believe that my loving wife spontaneously left me for her asshole uh uh, genetic father from another universe. Generic teen father from another universe. Yeah. Uh, um. I I really didn't back when I first read this. I really didn't know what to think of this segment, and I I, I think a lot of other people really don't either because, uh, uh, when when a lot of people say talk about the things they don't like in, uh, the epilogues, a lot of people like to bring up the quote-unquote, weird incest between Rose and Dirk. And they point at this chapter. And 
I feel like now now that I've like reread it and thought about it, I feel like this is Dirk really just using information that he has to push Kanaya down a path that it is really a reasonable like train of thought for a troll to have because trolls don't really have a concept of incest because yeah, which is yeah. raised in this reading. Yeah. As we'll discuss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, mm. I don't want to say anything that sounds too much like what Carcat says later on in this reading, but like that would it, complaining about this. It seems really contrived to me because it's it, the, the 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 implication that rose and dirk are having a any kind of relationship is like not it's clearly like not like genuine like yeah it's it's it's, it's dirk playing to kanaya's insecurities to basically like mind break her into not caring or answering to him anymore yeah um, like just, uh, like just like trying to once and for all get her to give up, which, which is fucked up in its own right. Yeah, um, very much. I I understand like reading a, a story and like not being comfortable reading it. It's 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 gross to read. Um, but I I I'm not gonna advocate we burn it. The we burn the book over or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, poor fucking Kanaya. Uh, I think the other thing that is interesting about this is, like, um, we know that, like, like it, we've established that Jake and Dirk have had, like, our, our exes, um, and that Dirk has fucked with Jake so bad at this point that, like, he's a wreck. Yeah. Basically, like, he's a... His life has been... Dirk has ruined Jake's life. Um, and I think that this is interesting considering that. And, like, this being, like, the the, the steps that Dirk took with... Like, the steps that Dirk took with Kanaya um, could very easily inform us on, like, how he operates with other people. Um, I don't know. I think this is a... Like, the Kanaya thing, like, just or get like uh going from him just leading her on wild goose chases uh to wear her down and then playing on her insecurities um getting to see the whole thing like from square one is i think a really interesting window into the way that dirk operates yeah uh moving on okay the dave cat chapter 38 let's talk about the dave cat chapter Woo! and how great it is Woo! um so this chapter is about uh Dave and Carcat uh finally express it, like getting their feelings out to one another uh after their after their great loss in the presidential campaign. Um but really it's about uh how Dirk is a hypersexual sociopath. Um, yeah. Who, who can't comprehend a loving relationship. Damn. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, uh, it's it, it, it's about both. It's about both of those things. So, like I said, um, Carcat lost the election, uh, Jane swept, um, and Carcat and Dave have apparently spent the last month just kind of moping around their place, uh, coping, um, in the in with their loss um 
as we join as we uh as we join in on them uh we 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 see dave proclaim that he's going to become an alcoholic um uh he he brings in some real bottom shelf liquor um and uh carcat tries to uh open up to him um in response uh he tries to he, he talks about how um he didn't ever really want to be president, and he's glad that uh, he's glad that they lost. Because uh, if there's anything that he wanted less than Jane being president, it was for him to have that job. Um, but he goes on to talk about how when he the, he he enjoyed running on some level because uh, it was it gave him some validation from Dave uh, and how Carcat and how uh, Carcat and Olsen Securities. Um, feels more confident when he's around Dave. He feels like when Dave compliments him um, and affirms him that it sticks in a way that does it for other people. Um, and that, uh, in, in a manner of speaking, uh, he, he believes in the Dave that believes in him, if you will. Whoa! Um, I get that reference! <laughs> <laughs> Me too! That's crazy! Um, I, I... Very funny to me that Dave responds with that. Um... But, uh, yeah, uh, Dave struggles to respond to this, um, and, uh, un- unpack all the layers of irony, uh, sur- surrounding his, his, his heart. Um, and he is not helped by the fact that throughout this entire thing, uh, Dirk's narration is, like, exclusively focused on, like, dude, you can fuck him right now. Like, you can have sex. Um, you can have gay sex right now. Um. Man. <laughs> and... The, the the contrast between Carcat opening up emotionally and the, the barrier being them talking about their feelings while Dirk just fixates on uh the like the sex like like oh you have sex like you guys gotta like fuck like the physical dim- dimension of it. Um it, it's it's really telling uh on it's really telling again on like Dirk being like detached from human his humanity um while also being like you know some some great character stuff with David Carcat um it's it, it, this is a it's it's a very cleverly constructed chapter um it's very funny uh and i like it a lot and i appreciate that dirk uh backs off at the end and isn't doesn't narrate it in his weird uh, super aggressive way while talking about his uh, alternate universe teen son. Yeah. I I think the sentence Carcat's probably quite modest and feminine alien penis is the only th- one you've thought about in, ten- in, in years. That's great. Uh, insane <laughs> sentence to make all of us read. <laughs> we, we can, can we add uh, describing Carcat as having a feminine penis to the list of things never expected to show up in Homestuck? Because <laughs> it's a big one for me. Early, <laughs> <sighs> like we talked about, like uh, the endless uh, fan genital speculation um, and how uh, weird and futile it was, and then here we are. Uh, <laughs> Years later, reading official official Homestuck text describing Carcat as having a modest and feminine alien penis. Yeah, we get a we get a lot of penis descriptions in in this reading. 
Yeah, uh, peckers, uh, hot boy peckers <laughs> is a phrase that has kind of been bouncing around in my in my skull ever since reading this chapter. Dirk's got to chill. It should be illegal to be this horny. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I, I really I really like this. Um, I think this is a this is peak meat. Um, the 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 like the the contrast. Um as this the whole scene is constructed. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. I, it's I, very gay also. I, I also love that we, we, we end on the sentence, Dave Cat is canon, and that's really all there is to say on the matter. Yeah. Are we explicitly operating in non-canon space? That's incredible. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, okay. Um. Yeah, it's a nice little chapter. Good for them. Yeah, I kind of... I talked my ass off. I don't know if you have anything to add. But uh, if not, we can... Uh, yeah, my... We can, uh, we can move on to the, the Dark Universe version of this chapter. Uh, my sentiments of this are good for them. Yet again. Yeah. Good for Dave Cat. Good for them. Part two. Good for them. Okay. Um... 39 the 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 uh My the God. evil mirror universe <laughs> good <version>. lord <laughs> square wave is here square wave yeah <laughs> yeah um dirk comes like the, the, the way that like dirk like the narration like comes out the gate in this chapter is really funny to me um like Dirk is like like narrating Fight Club, or like he's like Rorschach in Watch. He's like, I'm inside Jake's mansion. It's just as idiotically garish as the last time I saw it. There was once a time I swore I'd never set foot in here again. He's so melodramatic. He has issues. <laughs> D- Dirk has issues. Um, this is this is a Dirk being awful chapter, but it is uh, I think first and foremost a Dirk has issues chapter, especially contrasted with the last one. Um, yeah, uh, Dirk is, it, Dirk shows up to Jake's mansion to wrangle a spaceship. Um, Dirk, uh, continues to wax about his history with Jake, um, and his methods and, uh, the way that he treats him. Um, Dirk is, the, the way that Dirk talks about Jake, um, I would like to highlight, uh, another passage, uh, on the same page, um, after he talks about, uh, him, like, manipulating Jake and the number it's done on him psychologically, um, towards the end here, uh, with political warfare comes collateral damage. It's harmless enough anyway. It's not like I gave him a sick scar or anything that would hurt his value as a priceless sexual commodity. The only thing that affected was his brain. It's a bit like if someone hacked a comment section. Who gives a shit? Um, no editorializing required. Like, there you go. Damn. Um, either Dirk is like a complete sociopath, uh, or which, uh, what I think is more likely is that um, Dirk is really, really bitter about where things left off with Jake and is really uh, over, like, amping up the, the uh, performative cruelty to try to underline that he's not attached. Yeah. Or he's not emotionally invested. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Jake uh, makes an appearance. Uh, uh, as Jake describes, a completely nude, save for a pair of boxer shorts. Um, 
Jake's presence uh, is accompanied by uh, inevitably coming by Dirk uh, not being able to not provide a physical description of things that happen. Like Dirk is very horny for Jake in his narration. We, we get a we get a dick twitch. <laughs> there, there's a dick twitch. Um, there's reference to Jake's schlong flapping around in his boxers. Um, a lot of dick in. What is going on? What is going on? <laughs> They call it the meat epilogue for a reason, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shut up. No. Make me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, Dirk uh, talking about Jake. Uh, it's weird. Um, he, he seems to be just completely unable to not focus on uh, Jake's body. Um, Dirk uh, asks for uh, keys to a spaceship. Um, and on breaking to Jake that he is not coming with him, um, Jake, uh, starts to deflate. Um, really upset, uh, at hearing that Dirk is going to leave without him, gonna spend a night out, uh, gonna spend a, a fun weekend out with, a, a nearly comatose, uh, Rose, um, in space, doing whatever, who knows. Um, as Jake kind of starts to wither, uh, Dirk just doubles down and starts deliberately attacking him. Um, he talks about, uh, how, like, with him being gone, uh, the best that Jake can hope for is just being Jane's sex slave forever, uh, at when she assumes control of society. Insane. Um, yeah. What a, what a cruel thing to say to someone who Dirk just, like, gaslit into professing his love for Dirk in front of, like, a shit ton of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm, mm, mm. Um, yeah, it's like, okay, it's like, yeah, it's gonna be great. You'll be, you'll be a breeder for the Empire. Um, it'll be awesome. Uh, <laughs> you'll get to watch Jake... all your mortal kids die. It'll be great. Yeah, he says that. <laughs> um, again, uh, blurring the line. It's difficult to say whether Dirk is like genuinely a sociopath or if he's just so vindictive towards Jake that he just is saying this shit to to fuck with him, like to further break him down. Um, it it uh he, he Dirk um. At Jake's lowest point, um, when he cries out and begs him to take him with him because his life is nothing, uh, without Dirk around, uh, Dirk takes him and kisses him, um, and with a, uh, calculated parting blow of, uh, I'll never let you break my heart again, um, walks away, uh, and takes his, takes Rose and Square Wave with him, um, Damn. Damn. The the ultimate poor Jake chapter. Yeah. I I yeah. Um I, I think that this chapter provides a really uh a really deliberate contrast with the previous one. Um where we see uh how like like Dirk uh handling a situ like the opposite situation of like we see uh Dave and Carcat struggling to open up to each other emotionally, um and like overcoming that uh boundary. 
uh, versus Dirk, who is in his own, uh, when the, the only person, uh, calling the shots is himself, um, is just really cold, only fixes on the physical, uh, is either incapable of, or, like, deliberately refusing to, like, see Jake as a, a being whose emotions matter at all. Um... Yeah, I, I think that the, the, the contrast between uh, Dave and Dirk is really interesting. Um, where of, of Dave being like a really caring person and, and Dirk uh, re- like rejecting that um, and kind of and making uh, it about himself. Yeah. Um, th- 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 this epilogue is th- meat is just about Dirk. It's just about Dirk. Absolutely. <laughs> What what do you think? What do you think of this whole uh the this this poor Jake situation? I I, I don't know. I I feel like it's just poor Jake. All the like, just like all the shit Dark says to him, all the cruelness. It 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 just feels so unfair to Jake. Uh, mm-hmm. because like, D- Dirk's abilities. I feel like there, there, there's a lot that is shown that he probably knows how people genuinely feel. Mm-hmm. And he 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 knows how Jake feels. He's he's pushed Jake down a path of like putting putting Jake in in this mind state, and then he just busts in here and, and treats him like this. And it, it's it's poor Jake. I I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's like a there, there's like a weird aspect of celebrity to it, um, too. Like the whole Jake thing, where like, uh, Dirk brings up like previously, like Dirk like brought up like Jake having like a public like publicly being known as like like an alcohol like a drinking problem. Yeah. Um, and having like public outbursts not be like an unusual thing. Um, maybe this is just because like the like our our culture is rotting in the last the only thing that anyone talked about for like a month recently was the fucking Johnny Depp trial um but like it, it that being in the in the back of my head um like it, it it I think there is maybe something there with like how Jake is is publicly is like a a public figure uh, who is like very much on the decline, like in a out, like visibly uh, in like a self-destructive spiral. Yeah. Um, but like a, through like through following Dirk, like we learned that um, Dirk like made him that way, or like like Jake is falling apart because he was abused. Yeah. Um, and this is not an endorsement of Johnny Depp in any way. Um. But like it, it made me think of it, like I, I the, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were going in for some kind of commentary on like celebrity and like the public eye. I'm not sure, um. But I, I think that it's interesting how like, uh, much attention that it's called to like a Jake's failed like like declining celebrity. I don't know. Um. But yeah, the main thing is just that Dirk is an asshole, yeah. and we're we're just watching him take everything out on his ex boyfriend that he doesn't that he just doesn't deserve. Yeah, 
Okay. Are we ready to move on? Sure. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, we go back uh, to the to Jade in the hospital. Um, as Kanaya uh, walks to the room uh, to administer uh, the antidote provided by Dirk. Um, it wakes her up. It works. Whoa. Dirk was not lying. Um, and, uh, the first thing that Jade says, uh, as she wakes up and gets her bearings and, uh, processes all the information that is now flying around in her brain space is that Dirk Strider has to be stopped. So true. Yes. Um... Is I was I was gonna just bring in the the Dirk, uh, introspection on needing to be stopped. Uh, if there's any details in the, the this two page chapter, um, we need to to call attention to before that. Uh, I I feel like there's one sentence worth calling attention to. Uh, okay, and it's the sentence when Jade wakes up. Uh, she, she's described as different. Uh, her eyes are described as different. And it says, these are eyes that have seen so much more than they had the last time they were open. Which is a, yeah. it's a kind of a big put a pin in that moment. Alright. Alright. Uh, noted. Okay. Um, okay, yeah. So this little episode uh, is accompanied by Dirk's perspective on him needing to be stopped. Um, and his own uh, musings on himself as a villain. Um, Dirk acknowledges, uh, to us that, uh, the nature of what he's doing, um, his methods and his goals in the story have kind of inevitably placed him in, in the position of villain. Um, one cannot do what he is doing to other people's lives in the story and be a good guy in the story. Yeah. Um, some part of him, uh, some some part of Dirk's humanity understands uh, that he's the bad guy, and he wishes that somebody would stop him. Um, and he has a little bit of internal struggle about how uh, he 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 wishes that he wish, there's some part of him that wishes that he would be stopped. Um, and but the part of him that doesn't want to stop is inevitably going to be so much stronger um, and recognize that. Uh, his grand designs require him to are 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 self evident. They need to be carried out. Um, and he signs off that uh, what is it? Um, next time I die, let's pencil it in as a, as a just death, and let's also have it on good authority. The next time that Dave cuts off my head, it'll be for good. I'll be looking forward to that day just as much as the next guy. So, yeah, Dirk like acknowledges that he's functionally evil. Um, and is like. Yeah, sucks, but, um, uh, I gotta do what I gotta do, uh, so I guess let's hope that I lose. It's very odd. I like it. I, I, I am a huge fan of this chapter. Uh, I, I, I feel like the, the, the aspects of, like, the side of Dirk that has been shitty these past few chapters, uh, and the side of Dirk that is like, yeah, I'm, I'm the villain now. I've got to do what I've got to do are like two different sides. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because like 
we we don't know what Dirk's doing yet. Like we 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 know that like there's a there's a rose shaped thing under a blanket that that is maybe a robot. Who knows? Uh, who knows what a what a person shaped object under a blanket could be in Homestuck? <laughs> uh, and we know that he's taken a spaceship somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were we were told earlier like what happens when the story ends. Like, the 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 people who exist when the story enter this state where, like, things, like, congeal and, like... The victory state. Yeah, the victory state. Something has to be done to prevent the... To, like, maintain the integrity of these characters existing. Yeah. To, 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 to me, this chapter is Dirk just looking at us in the face and saying... The story's not over. We got more to do. I'm not gonna exist in this victory state. I'm I'm creating a new thing to be won. The show must go the on. The show must go on. Yeah. Um And I think it's fun. I think it's really fun. It yeah, I think that like ego is like Dirk's ego is definitely in, in no small part of like of the like no small part of this. Yeah. Um, like, I really like the part where he's talking about, um, how, uh, it's just, like, so, like, such a delusional take on it, but, like, it's great. Um, uh, only worthless people permit themselves the great luxury of a valor or sacrifice. When the deed is done, what was really lost? It's like the guy in the mailroom quitting in a self-righteous huff. Who the fuck were you again? No, when the sense of self is so substantial, when the fate of everything turns on every vain whim of an ego this sprawling, this entrenched into the very medium that contains all else, there's a certain existential sunk cost that goes with the whole deal. A person that vast doesn't just self-terminate. It won't allow itself to. Like, uh, Dirk's ego is, like, an analog for, like, Homestuck being a franchise that you can continue to iterate on. Yeah. Um, and that's, like really cool yeah. right like yeah. this is like the thesis of this chapter um is basically like uh the the uh making more homestuck like making like iterating further on a on a series can come at the cost of like like that can destroy like that destroys uh how it exists beforehand, like, we will like about it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I, I like this, it, it's cool to have, like, this, the book, like, doing introspection like this. Um, this is home, this is, like, Homestuck being about itself good stuff. Hell yeah. It's really good. I, I'm, I'm very much in agreement. Uh, yeah. It's pretty fucking sick. Okay. Um, and... 42. All right. Uh, anything else before we move on? Mm, I'm good. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Jade has woken up and proclaimed that Dirk must be stopped. Um, as she gets her bearings, uh, Jade struggles to convey what is happening with Dirk, uh, to people around her who don't have the luxury of, uh, Calliope's perspective and understanding everything, I guess. Um... Kanaya tries to uh, reason with her um, as Jade struggles to put it in terms that they can understand. Um, 
it, it comes out that Kanaya is deluded into thinking that uh, Rose leaving with Dirk was some consensual thing that arose from Kanaya's inadequacy. Um, Jade uh, helps. Uh, Jade kind of helps talk Kanaya um, into realizing that what's going on is actually kind of fucked up. Um, as Dirk sort of gently relinquishes his hold on her, um, and is like, yeah, I lied to you a bunch. Um, sorry. Oopsies. Uh, oopsies. Um, Kanaya is, uh, furious as she realizes what is going on. Um, and, uh, starts freaking out. Um, and as Jade tries to explain what's happening, uh, Calliope, uh, takes over again, uh, Dirk, uh, pieces out of the narration, um, taunting them, uh, that he's already out of here, uh, uh, any, it, it's, can't stop me now, um, and Calliope is, uh, Calliope's response narratively is like, yeah, I could encourage them to follow I could I could point them directly in the way that they need to go to follow you and maybe they could uh catch up at some point but the last thing these people need right now is a narrator uh trying to wrangle them into doing something into into just action um yeah uh I the Calliope coming in narration is uh kind of interesting um when hmm. the like I don't know what to say uh, I think the th this is like where we start to see like the Calliope narration kind of mm, being like a like evenly weighed against the way that Dirk is handling it yeah um like Calliope's uh, very clinical, uh, hands-off approach, uh, I think previously was sort of cast more just as a straight positive after what Dirk is doing, which is, I think also sort of the, like, you know, it, it, Dirk has been such a shit to, to people that it, it, it is kind of really to have Calliope take over, but the way that she's so, um, deliberate, like, yes, I could direct them to do something, um, but... This is not what they need. Like, I don't think this is what they need right now. Um. Uh. What corporeal... She says, uh, signing off, what corporeal life needs now is someone presiding over them who is nothing like him at all. Um. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a little, maybe a little bit of another, like, crack in the facade mirroring Dirk of, like, uh slight vindictiveness but um i i i don't i don't i, I say that out loud it sounds stupid um the the the, the, the cold unfriendliness of like calliope's objective look on things uh comes across as a little bit strange to me i don't know yeah um yeah and that is the end and as uh as dirk proclaims um that uh, he is already gone. Whoa! Oh, that is the end of epilogue seven. Whoa! It's like the it's like the Lord English thing. It's like he's already here, but he's he's already gone. Whoa! Whoa! I'll be honest. I didn't like. I I never registered that. Come on, um, man! 
I'm serious. Like, I, I swear to you, I did this reading multiple times. I did not make that connection. I think that is that is an intentional connection to be made. I think that if he had said, I am already gone, instead of, I'm already gone, I would have picked up on it. But, uh, unfortunately, I'm very stupid. Damn. What can you do? Alright. Um, yeah. Uh, epilogue 7. Um, epilogue 8 is one chapter. Uh, it, so it sure is. Let, let, let's just do that and not, not pause to, to pontificate. Okay. Our final chapter, um, epilogue eight, uh, we, we join back in on our heroes. Um, Jade has been moved to David Carcat's place, um, where Jade and Roxy and David Carcat are all hanging out, regrouping, uh, trying to figure out what's, what's going on. Um, Roxy can I, yeah, Roxy can I, David Carcat, um, discussing the situation. Um, Roxy has gathered from, uh, her conversation with, from calling Jake that, uh, one, Jake is a complete mess, uh, not doing great, um, and two, uh, Dirk stole a ship, um, yeah, uh, so, this, the, 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 all, all our, all our heroes know is, uh, Dirk, uh, took Rose, um, Gaslit Kanai in a fucked up way, uh, took a ship from Jake, um, and peaced out. Damn. Yeah, uh, kind of, a, kind of a tough situation to be in. Um, Kanai, uh, decides to call Jane, uh, against Dave's advice, um, and, uh, as she exits the conversation, uh, Dave decides to bring up a controversial topic and ask, uh, what do you guys think is going on with the uh, the incest thing? <laughs> what a, what a question to ask. Oh uh, yeah, what, what what man? Um, it's it's a question. Um, Roxy doesn't quite understand uh where he's coming from on this until Carcat decides to step up and just be a fucking asshole about it. Um, this is a fun little conversation about how about a. Uh, value uh value systems and uh not acting like car cat does um about them so yeah uh we've talked a lot about how like trolls have no concept of incest so he here we go here we are we have we have a we have a cultural disconnect moment um car cat is uh really exhausted uh and and pissed off um that all of his human compatriots are uh, like, uh, to him, apparently just virtue signaling about how uncomfortable incest makes them. Um, (laughs) this is, this is funny because this is just like, this is just what, like, every Tumblr drama was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Carcad is not personally bothered by the notion of incest. Um, Roxy, uh, is, he's kind of disgusted by the notion and really offended that Carcat would insinuate that it's, like, not just, that, that, that it's, uh, virtue signaling, um, or anything like that. Um, to which Carcat responds, like, hey, you grew up, like, 
there was like no like you grew up like outside of human society like where would you get a notion to be disgusted by incest um yeah he's just being a fucking debate lord it's so obnoxious um and, and it's funny because like Carcat like being from troll society is like not you can't like say that he's like comp- like in the wrong to like ex- like to to have this viewpoint. Yeah. It's just that he's being a fucking asshole about it. Yeah. Um this this strikes me as like uh as as commentary on this kind of conversation online and how so much of it is like just people with different like people who have like like just being assholes like just to uh about like things they know will rile their people up yeah um and like maybe not explicitly understanding that uh what they're saying would be fucked up to somebody else because it's like not fucked up to them or like they they see it as like a logical question rather than one that has like uh it's just side by an emotional response yeah um yeah uh dave uh is like dude what the fuck you're being an asshole um and shuts him up with a little bit of a public display of affection damn um, got his ass fucking garcat in here calls dave the uh what is it um Dave is, like, uh, trying to defend Roxy, and he's, like, um, he calls, uh, Roxy his mom, and he's, like, oh, shit, I'm sorry, I, I, I can't say that anymore, what should I call you now? And Carcat, uh, responds, wow, the woke master is on fucking fire, folks, we'll be here all night. <laughs> um, and this is what prompts Dave to kiss him to shut him up. Um, Carcat is just such a fucking douchebag, it's great. Uh, Dave is unused to, uh, this kind of PDA, um, and embarrassingly, uh, pulls away. Uh, Roxy is like, oh, that was sweet. You guys are adorable. Um, at this point, uh, Kanai comes back. Um, Kanai reports that Jane does not know jack shit. Um, Roxy, uh speculates about where John might be, um, and the four of them just kind of sit around, uh, pontificating on the fact that they don't know anything that's going on, um, some of their friends are just missing, uh, and they have no, it's, it, it, it's just fucked, they're, it's not looking good, not looking good, folks, um, and this prompts Calliope to do a, do a little bit of intervention, um, and just gently nudge them in the direction, in a direction where they could do something. Uh, she influences Jade, uh, in her comatose state to, to point upwards, um, presumably towards the direction of where Dirk presently is, um, which, uh, kind of sparks Dave into, uh, rushing over to her and, uh, inquiring about what's going on. Um, Calliope through Jade subtly communicates that, uh, Dirk is that way, um, gives no indication when David inquires about John. Um, but this inspires Dave to, uh, marshal the group and, uh, gear up for another intergalactic adventure. Um, uh, which our heroes believe they are going on a quest to retrieve Rose. 
Um, but Calliope promises us will be much grander in scale. Um, and, uh, promises that, uh, whatever happens next, um, they'll provide a, an impartial and, uh, colorless, uh, transcript of it. And that is the end of epilogue eight. Goddamn. Yeah. The, the, the plot will continue on the next episode of Bulbstuck. Yeah. Um, is there anything to talk about with the postscript? Because I this didn't make any sense. I don't think this is supposed to make any sense to me. And I have no take on it. I'm glad that Aradia showed up. I have no idea what's going on. Uh, well, in the postscript, we'll get a little glimpse. Elsewhere, below the horizon. Uh, the, there's, there's a jade that is 16 years old. And Aradia's yeah. there. Yeah. And... Dave Bot is there. There is a there's a robot Dave um present. Um and then the three of them take off somewhere. Yeah. I have zero context for what's going on. Um but I, I find the I, I like the way that it's framed uh with like the first and last lines of the postscript, I guess I'll give a shout out. The elsewhere below the horizon and the um the last line what was it? Uh Above this line resides all that matters. Below exists all else. Never again the twain shall meet. Um, I don't know what that means. Um, but uh, I guess it's a cool way to 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 end on like a, a, a sequel hook to be like, everything above this line of text is significant and nothing afterwards matters. Um, now, now turn the book over and read the other half of the book. Exactly. And or Reed River comes next. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There, uh, I, I guess I'm going to say this now, since it, okay. it it wasn't something I realized until I I got my physical copy of the book. Um, mm-hmm. b- because that 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 that's how it was when when they dropped like the 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 postscripts and. Uh, the postscripts are something that you will not understand unless you have read the other side already. Okay. Uh, and I see. I didn't, and for the longest time, it confused me as to why they did that. And when I got the physical copy, I was like, oh, it's because the two endings of each side are meeting in the middle and overlapping. Yeah. I... Oh, I guess that makes sense. Things will make more sense when we have read the other side. Okay, okay. All right. Um, in the in the meantime, um, I I really enjoyed meat. I I think it was really good. We got him, everybody. We got him. <laughs> um. I. I I, I, I guess I'll, uh, but before getting into my more specific uh, takes on it, um, I guess I'll give you your avenue to, to say how you felt about it on your reread. Uh, it, it was it was fun rereading it again. Uh, I I was very much a well, I'm a I'm a both sides enjoyer. Uh, <laughs> as I said when we started, the this side tends to be the one that most people are like, yeah, I can I can get behind this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, 
I really enjoyed rereading all the funny orange text that's hard to read. Uh, it's it it having Dirk as a narrator is really fun. Uh, just because of the way Dirk is, and as as much as I hate how shitty he gets, uh, his point of view definitely adds something really interesting to the experience. It's never boring yeah. when Dirk's around. Yeah. Um, and as as far as like a continuation of Homestuck, it 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 checked off the two big things that I was wanting out of a follow up to Homestuck. Uh, we dealt with Lord English, uh, and we saw the masterpiece. And like, there we go. There, there we go. Um, but I. I am in, like, this controversial boat of, I think this functions better as an ending to Homestuck than the ending to Homestuck. And it's hmm. it's because of that chapter where Dirk, like, looks at us and lays it all out and he's like, I'm the villain now. Uh, the show must go on. Yeah, the fact that, like, the shit got wrapped up that was left over from Homestuck... And Dirk is now saying that plot's over with, that's all dealt with, but I have to keep things going so that we can keep having a, a normal existence. To me, mm-hmm. that's like, I don't need to see what happens next. Uh, because, like, D- Dirk pretty much says, like, his next death is going to be a final death. It's going to be a just one. The next time Dave cuts his head off, it'll be the last time. Okay. I don't, I don't... We've established what the next villain arc will be. Yeah. Uh, he's he set up the scenario where, like, the everyone else has to run after him. Uh, he, we, we, he pretty much tells us that, you know, Jane's gonna stay president forever. I don't, I don't really... I, when, when I, when I finished Meat, I felt satisfied. I was like, I, I, I really don't care if there's ever a Homestuck 2 or not. And then Homestuck 2 happened, and, you know. But if, if there was never a follow-up to Meat ever, I, I, I think I would probably be more satisfied than if, like, there was never a Homestuck epilogues. Because I, 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 I had so many, like, issues with, like, how, Homestuck proper was left off and how like sad it made me feel. And yeah, and like, that's just, yeah. that's, that's just not there with this dirt tells us he's going to keep the plot going and who knows he could keep the plot going forever. It, it's, it's the notion that these characters are going to continue existing somewhere where they matter, but I don't need to see that. It, it, it's like Dirk saying, Hey, we're gonna make Homestuck too. It's gonna be about something completely different, but but I don't have to care about it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's that's an interesting interesting take to have. I think because um, like to me, I, I think that like what my main thing I was really surprised about uh, with Meat is like how much it just feels like the first installment in a new series. Like yeah. It felt less to me like an end to Homestuck and more like the the first installment of of Homestuck 2. Yeah. Um and I get that too. Yeah. Yeah. 
as to your, like, uh, the idea of, like, it being, like, a proper ending, um, like, I don't know, I, I still enjoyed the ending of Homestuck a lot, um, like, I kind of liked the, the hopeful note of, like, uh, they, they had, maybe not everything is done, but, like, for the first time they achieve, like, a, 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 a substantial victory, um, and yeah. they, they get to rest on their laurels, but, like, I think that that's, like, uplifting and very enjoyable um meat is like also really good um but if like if it were the end of homestuck um the the uh, the the tone change the tone is just a little bit too um a little bit too more like depressing uh Mm -hmm. for i think if it was like the last chapter of homestuck i would be like wait what the fuck was that (laughs) Yeah. Uh, even even though here I, I I really loved it. Um, yeah. I think the 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 other thing that just surprised me. Um, besides the irony of it being like, it, it feeling like a new beginning while being called the epilogues, is just that like I didn't think that the whole book was just going to be about Dirk, but it just kind of was. Yeah. Um. There goes my cat. Hi, Leon. I, <laughs> yeah, like making the, the the choice to make Dirk like the central character is a really uh, strange one to me. Um, even going so far as like to kill off John, mm-hmm. uh, it it's it really feels like uh, it, uh, the epilogues have a concentrated idea like a very formed idea of what it wants to do with the way that homestuck exists and like the the existence of the everyman that the the second person narration flows through just kind of making it more relatable to us yeah um this book seemed like a a thorough uh declaration that that's just not the way that things are going to be anymore that um the the second person narration is going to be used uh more explicitly and like more exclusively for situations where a character is in the saddle and like their uh the, the second person narration of them talking to us serves to transmit like their uh like their views um their feelings about things like directly to us rather than through uh like inferring it through other characters yeah um and it just getting to talk about uh itself as a story more because it's framed as dirk relaying it like dirk just talking to us um just very fucking cool way like very fucking cool piece of metafiction yeah um I, this this book is awesome. I I loved it. Hell I loved yeah! It. I don't know. What, I, I don't know what else to say. Um, well, I mean, let, let's let's not let's not milk the conversation too much because we are going to do like a whole epilogues retrospective episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but just impressions after finishing meat. Um, no, absolutely no idea how candy ends. Um, or what even happens in candy. Buddy, and, you... How it compares <laughs> to this. Uh, we'll see. I. I I do think it's interesting how many I, I I had like forgotten there are like multiple allusions to the fact that like candy exists out there, uh f- from like like Rose sees it, uh mm. there was, uh 
Dirk, Dirk, like, talks about, like, in John's dying moments, like, alludes to the fact that things could have played out very differently if John made a different choice. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it makes me a lot more excited to, to get back into Candy and see how you react to it, because it's definitely the more controversial one. Yeah, yeah, um... Uh, yes, for sure. Like we're 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 definitely not done yet. Um, and like meets uh kind of uh, as just reading it in a vacuum, my like it, it's self-containedness and like pointedness. Like it really, uh, I have no idea what accompanies this in the duology. Um, because this just feels like a straightforward like sequel. Yeah. Um, that has a, a sequel hook that will that, that will uh, maybe go somewhere um I don't know uh yeah I've I liked meat a lot it was great hell yeah average meat enjoyer <laughs> does that put uh candy likers on the the opposite side of the spectrum uh, maybe <laughs> <laughs> all right well um yeah i i don't know i don't know what to say uh it's gr- great great time um uh i know that there's plenty more to be said but i, I we can save it for our, our, our double pack retrospective um, but, uh, yeah, any, any more, um, any more observations about, uh, about this reading or things you want to bring back to previous parts of meat before, uh, we wrap this one up? Uh, nothing that I can say right now. So I think we could wrap Great. it up. Great. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, um, before we do that, uh, oh. what... Uh, when we when we start when when we when we uh, come back next time, um, what 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 uh what epilogues of candy are we gonna read? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna rewind all the way back to the beginning. Uh, briefly briefly talk about what happens in the in the the prologue again in case anyone's forgotten. Uh, okay. And then we're gonna read candies one through three. Oh, all right, big big numbers. Okay. Starting, starting strong. All right. Well, with that out of the way, uh, do you want to wrap this one? Sure. All right. Well, you've been listening to a Homestuck podcast. Uh, as always, I am Aiden. And I'm John. Uh, John, would you like to thank our patrons? I would love to. Shout out to the big nine. Mel, Tezrak, Danny, Caffeine, Gareth F., Simon Martins, Corin, Ina E., and Darsh, thank you for money. Ba- ba- new patron, welcome, welcome to the fold. <gasps> Very cool. Uh, thank you, thank you so much to our patrons. Uh, thank you so much to anybody giving us money. Um, if you would like to also give us money, uh, you can uh, saddle on over to uh, Patreon.com/slash/HPcast, uh, and you can enjoy uh, bonus features such as John saying your name, uh, me saying your name, if you really want me to. Um, Getting the episodes uh, on Saturdays instead of on Mondays. Uh, all, all of these could be yours uh, and more at patreon.com slash hpcast. Uh, uh, a wealthy enough benefactor may even find their, their fan troll in the podcast. We have, a, we have a number of perks available. All right. 
Um, and besides that, uh, if you uh, do not give us money, um, absolutely no hard feelings. Uh, I would also like to extend a huge shout out to any of our listeners in general. Um, any 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 part of our listener base is uh, wonderful. Uh, it's great to have people on this journey with us. Um, I am particularly really enjoying some of the discussions uh, coming out uh, in the Discord. So if you would like to join the, our Discord server, it is on our Twitter profile. Um, come and talk to come and, come and talk about uh, the meet epilogue. Um, fun times. Um, shout out to all of our fans. Uh, love you guys. And our third shout out, uh, as always, goes to Alex, our artist and editor, um, makes everything that we do here possible. Uh, without Alex, there would be no Homestuck podcast. So um, I guess depending on your ideological alignment with us, that would be a bad or a good thing. <laughs> um, thank you, Alex. Uh, awesome stuff. Love you, man. Um, and with that, uh, we will see you again uh, next time with... Uh, the candy epilogue uh prologue through epilogue three oh, see you next time everybody bye bye